So let's everybody warm up, get to it. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Seeker. Season 1 is the Book of James. We decided to kick off this podcast with the Book of James because no matter what your background or what your experience is with uh, Christianity or the Bible, um, this is a very accessible way to understand what it means to be a Christian. So what book are we in? Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> the Book of James. <laughs> There you go. No, you don't even understand, because every time I hear it, I grin. I love <laughs> it. I love it so much. I'm being completely serious right now. I That's think it's... It, it, book of James. I love that. I can't... No one can say it quite like he can, though. It's the Book of James. Book, book, the, the Book of James. The Book of James. <laughs> book like of James. Sean Connery saying it. <laughs> the, the Book of James. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesse, James chapter 3... James chapter 3. Let's talk about the topic. Chapter 1. My friend. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. Sounds pretty intense. Are you sure we want to keep on doing this? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it and try not to get any stricter let judgment. none of you become teachers, right? You just said <laughs> two of the three of you don't... <laughs> There's only three of us in the room. Is that many? I thought about calling in sick for this particular verse. I don't know. I think the overall thing that he's talking about throughout the book, it's sort of the the, uh, one of the themes that he carries throughout the book is the idea of just humility. You know, demonstrate that humility. Don't don't aggrandize yourself because it's not about you. It's not about us. It's about Christ and his sacrifice and his kingdom but doesn't it seem like a good opportunity to actually be doing something you know instead of just hearing the word you're trying to help teach others i mean i'm not saying it's wrong obviously but well, no, i agree it's I just mean, interesting I, I, I'm, I'm halfway serious when james doesn't say don't any of you try to teach anybody anything ever he's just saying do it with the right heart do it with the right spirit do it for the right reasons you know because there is there, there, there's a higher standard for that, right? Not that you're going to automatically violate that standard every time you try to look into the word and sort out what it means and study it together and talk about it, but just realize that, recognize that fact, and do it with a sense of humility. Do it, do it with that spirit of, of gentleness. And that spirit of, you know, you're as much a student as anybody else is, right? I know I am anyway. And sure. I, 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 James isn't saying don't teach anybody anything ever. He's just saying, you know, remember the responsibility that that involves. And take it seriously. Yeah. Well, and the weight that goes along with it. I mean, if you're teaching someone and you're not dialed into the truth... 
I mean, you're spreading lies, essentially, false testimony, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's probably where the strict judgment comes in is, um, you know, if you're going to be held accountable for those words that you're teaching others, so you better be a diligent teacher, not just a lackadaisical teacher that thinks they're doing it to maybe prove something, but, you know, someone that actually is trying to get to the truth of the matter to teach others. You have to think about the audience, too. Um, people that you teach, uh, you're, you're, you're obviously going to have, you know, a piece of your audience going to take your words, and some of them may latch onto it, but the, uh, the message oftentimes um, is swayed in the listener by the one who delivers, right? So, you know, b- both sides work equally well if you're a person who is very much all about you and you come teaching and that's your motivation comes off very arrogant um you you can kind of teach your listeners to listen that way and then in turn go teach that way you know jesus commands his listeners to and the disciples to at the end of matthew is to to teach them all things um that they have observed and so he's teaching disciples to make disciples we have to be careful about how we teach because yes we're teaching doctrine of christ but you have to do so in a way that you also don't teach that behavior. Mm-hmm. That's how you teach from then on out. You don't want you don't want to you don't want to make disciples that make disciples with this arrogant spirit, right? right? It's a coffee talking. I was just thinking about what you said, Jesse, about the false teachers, and Christ warned us that false teachers were coming. He warns us in John chapter ten, in verse twelve, when he starts talking about the hireling, and when he says, "I am the door." Um, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And then in verse 12, But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And he's talking about those who aren't... Those people who are just in it for themselves, right? Who are in it for for reasons that aren't love. Which is what the good shepherd has. And how many times did Paul warn people in his letters... You know, there's false teachers among you. It was a problem from the very beginning. That idea of teachers doing it for impure motives and for the wrong reasons. and It's still a problem today. Mm-hmm. So, And there's the, there's the balance, right, between those who intentionally go out and try to do harm. It was what you just said about Paul. Paul said that he cried for years day and night because he knew after he left grievous wolves were going to come in and destroy the flock that's you know he's talking about these false teachers and people who were just going to look to wreck the church on the other hand he also makes a statement um about people who would not understanding the word just make a wreck just make a disaster of a situation because they can't rightly divide what they have in their hands which is what you were talking about, you know, those who would attempt to do it, but really don't have a good grasp of what they're dealing with. They, you talked last, last time about the word of God being like a sword. Think about if you had a little baby trying to yield a sword and just like go into town, you know, (laughs) um, with a lightsaber slashing themselves up and everyone else. Oh man, a lightsaber. Uh, I thought I had to go there because it's, it's deadlier. Yeah, lights it it's way better than That's a sword, true. you know. And we can relate to it more. Exactly. It's, you know, 
so it it it's kind of this stricter judgment. It's what have you lost? He's yeah. tearing he, the place did he up. Parchment? He is. Did you? I think he lost a scroll. I can't find my. Phone. Teddy, bring his parchment paper backups. Because the, I don't know. Struggling. That's why you bring stone tablets. Your phone's right there on those papers. Oh wow! You got like Blackberryitis. You all right? He got the shakes. He couldn't I'm doing find a search. Couldn't a find it for three yeah. seconds. Search because I don't know anything. I have to look at all. I think he probably thinks he's getting a text and can't check it. Is probably what it is. Hey baby. Hey. Hello. Hey girl. I was gonna look Love up. you heart. Mm. Less than symbol three. <laughs> <laughs> That'll sink in <laughs> later. What was I gonna look up? So, just to get off a of verse one now, because I think we're probably ready to move on, and then Daniel, you've got it. Did you have something? I do have it. I remember what I was going to say, and that is we have also examples in Scripture of teachers being commended. You know, like Timothy, and like, mm. was it Priscilla and Aquila, who took Apollos aside and taught him the word more perfectly. And We have these examples of people who were teaching the right way, who were going about it the right way. So... You know, again, right. like, it's it's a warning that we do have to take seriously. But then at the same time, you know, we have to go out and share the gospel with all the world. And to do that, you have to teach. And, you know, part of that is remembering what James said, keeping it in your mind, making that sort of the foundational part of your... When you start to teach other people, is to remember that stricter judgment and to take the responsibility very seriously and to, mm-hmm. you know, to stick to what's in the word. Verse number dose. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouth so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are great and are driven by strong winds, are still directed by a very small rudder whenever or wherever the inclination of the pirate... <laughs> I think I need to restart pirate. that. <laughs> I almost said pirate. <laughs> like a rudder. R. What? <laughs> All right. All right, and scene. All right, I'm going to start at verse 3 again. <clears throat> okay. Verse 2. All right, <clears throat> verse 2. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put the bits into the horse's mouths so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and are driven by strong winds... They're still directed by a very small rudder, wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So also the tongue is a small part of the body. <laughs> I, I didn't say pirate that time. I tried so hard. <laughs> okay. uh, right, well, let's just take that. Okay, so we got verse 2 through 4. That's, there's, there's a... 2 through 4 is a good stopping place. Okay. Well, actually, let's finish verse 5. So also the tongue is a small part of the body... And yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. What version are you reading? NASB. Excellent. It was on another level. They like saying as well. It was. I like that. So, what do you think? 
brings us back to humility in verse number two. We all stumble in many things. That's what my version has. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone doesn't stumble in word, he's a perfect man, able also to bread the whole body. I think it's kind of interesting that he says um, that we all stumble in many things, but he also makes it very clear that we actually all stumble with our mouth. This is not something where we say, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm not so bad with my mouth. He basically says that, English, losing it there. He basically says that we all stumble, and yes, all of us have a problem with, with our tongue. There's really no escaping it. Basically, if anyone could master their tongue, they'll be a perfect man, basically. They could, they'll be able to, yeah. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Or if you think about, yeah, I mean, in a huge animal, powerful animal like a horse, just being led by the tiniest little apparatus in its mm-hmm. mouth, right? And then the ship with the rudder. I mean, the mouth is such an easy thing to just let slip. Like, you can say this, the tiniest thing to a person, and it can change your relationship with them forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially brothers and sisters in the church where you don't see each other all the time. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I've said things without really putting thought behind it. I mean, I do that all the time probably, which is something I need to work on because sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit too casual with what I say or I feel like I'm too blunt with what I say. And, you know, you just, you know, you don't know what the after effects or the aftermath of your words are going to have for that person. So in chapter one, verse 19, he, James says, be quick to hear and slow to speak, Mm -hmm. slow to wrath. Um, you know, other verses tell us that our speech should be seasoned with salt. That's what I thought about when you said that. You know, on both sides, mm-hmm. we could we could take it too far. You know, we could obviously uh, say more than we should say, and and uh, but but it seems that that's okay. It's okay to not say enough. That's where we get ourselves in trouble because we're so worried that we're not going to say enough. We get ourselves in more trouble by just saying way too much. So we don't think about it. We just we just let, let her rip. That's a really good point, man. You know, it's interesting. I read something in, that said in verse 9, where James says, With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Talking about the tongue? Talking about the tongue. But it said that when James says, Our God and Father, this is the only time in the Bible that God is referred to this way, God and Father. Hmm. Which is, because if you think about it, what he's saying is, we bless God and Father, and we curse men who are made in the image and likeness of God. So how do you think you're going to get away with that? How does that make any sense? If you can look at God and Father and, you know... Give him praise, give him honor, give him glory with your mouth. But you look at those who are created in his image, those who are children of God. And I don't just mean, you know, Christians who sit in the same building with us. I mean everybody. Everybody who is created in the image of God. That's everybody you've ever met and everybody you ever will meet. And you can say these terrible things about them. 
that you're pay, you're you're saying them to God. You're saying them to the one who created them in His image and in His likeness. And He says these things ought not to be so. Don't these don't do like ha- <laughs> he's almost incredulous he's like I, did you even think for one minute what you were really doing and how you're really treating God's children those immortal souls created in the image and likeness of God if you really thought about it that way how could you ever do that and it's It's terrible when you think about it that way and you think about some of the things that you've said to people and some of the things that you've the hurtful things and the you know the when your tongue has gotten away from you and you've said that to to somebody in your life that's mm-hmm. that's a terrible thing to think about well, it's like you've become a double-minded person mm-hmm. you know one one side of you is able to spew out this fire essentially and then the other side of you is singing praises. It's like, okay, who are you really? You know, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is it fits now, but this is the verse I was trying to find. Luke six forty five. It says, "A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of." Um, it's, you know, I think sometimes when we, if we spew out onto people this negativity or, you know, that that's the verse you just quoted in James is one that I've always, it's, it's painful actually when you think about it. Um, sometimes we, we, it's, it's like this identity crisis within ourselves as to who we are. And, and and that's what makes us say some of the things that we say. And and here's what I mean by that. Um, if you think back to any time that you've really just sort of went off on someone or they just bumped the cord, any time where you have said very hurtful things to people and you thought about it, like you saw it coming, you're like, I'm going to think about this, I know what I'm going to say, and you kind of you spew. It's typically coming from a place that you want to put them back in theirs, Right? You want to contain them. You want to show them who's boss. You want to, you know, kind of dominate. And that's the identity crisis. He's already told us that we're fruit, right? Right. Um, and and if we're if we are fruit, if we are servants, we started this whole thing out by understanding the humility that we need to exercise. We talked about um, the Sermon on the Mount that we are lowly or weak or, or I'm sorry, lowly or meek. Um, that, that tells us who we should be and how we should exercise. However, when we launch out on people, when we attempt to put them back in their place, we come out of who we're supposed to be. Um, and I think it ties well with this because, you know, if you're willing to curse the very person who's made in the same older versions say similitude, like the same instance, the same model, the same mold as our Father and God, we're stepping out of the place of who we should be. Like we're stepping away from being fruit. We're now stepping into the mold of some other, like totally, like you said, 
some identity that does not fit who we are. And it's scary because of what Jesus says in Luke. It feels like this is an overflow of what our heart is full of. And that's always scary. Because if our heart is full of that, that's, that's something to think about. Oh, that's huge. There's... I mean, it, anyway, it's it, not to say that we don't slip up. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it just all ties back together. I mean, with you know, James being, you know, what you what you do say, you know, what you do matters. What you say, you know, we're on to the say portion now that we talked about in in James, and then what you think matters. You know, these three things they all kind of summarize who is. You can tell what the core of your character is by by how you carry off these three items, right? And if we can't tame the tongue, you know, what we say, you know, that's just, like you said, Julian, that's a great verse that you read from Luke there. It just reflects the true nature of our heart at that moment. And every time that I catch myself saying something that was stupid, that I shouldn't have said, and I can tell that I hurt somebody or, you know, didn't, uh, didn't not build someone up, you know, had the opposite effect. I, you know, later I'll think about it and I'll think, what? who was I just then? Yeah. You know, like, what caused me... Like, why did I do that? Like, I totally... That was not me who said that. Yeah. You know, what happened there? You know, and then suddenly it's like a check. It's like, am I suddenly that arrogant that I think that I can get away with saying that? And that... Or somehow I've got the power to say that and inflict pain with my words without even thinking about it before it happens? Like, that's where I've gotten to in my spiritual life right now. Is I'm just willing to, you know, clearly that's reflecting who I am right now, and I've got some work to do right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't help but think of John when he says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, John just comes out and say it. He's a liar. You know, for he, you know, he, for he who does not love his brother who is seen, how can he love God who is not seen? And he just, John doesn't hold back. If you do what James is talking about right here, if you bless God out of one side of your mouth and you curse your brother out of the other side of the mouth, you're a liar. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And which one of those things are you lying about? Which one of those... Are you lying about loving God or are you lying about hating your brother? Well, I think it's pretty clear which mm-hmm. one you're... You know, John talks about which one you're a liar about. And God knows what's in our hearts. And if our hearts are full of that sort of malice and that sort of anger and that sort of bitterness and that sort of evil thinking about those people around us, God knows what that, what that's about. And that's, you know, that's, that's going to bring forth that fruit. That's how you can tell what the, what kind of tree it is by its fruit. Right? So and this got heavy, didn't it? Real quick. <laughs> I want to go back to... A little to, bit, a little bit. So a minute ago you shared, um, you said, um, it's not what goes into a man that defiles a man, but what comes out of a man's mouth that defiles a man. And I think we are quick to quote that um, as a reason for consuming things through our eyes, through ears, what have you, that aren't going to be edifying and lift us up. 
sometimes, right? Um, yes. Yeah. 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 It, no. I, okay. So personally, maybe you guys don't. No, no. I mean, it, I will totally justify if I want to watch something on TV. I'm like, that's cool because it's not what goes into a man that follows a man. It's what comes out. And as long right. as it doesn't come out, I'm cool. Right. Mm-hmm. Listen to things. Same thing. Um, but in the same instance, he says, evil communications corrupt good manners, corrupt good morals. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's, you know, as we, we look back at Luke, you consume all these things in your life that may or may not be holy. They may or may not be something that is of all these things, dwell in these things that are good. Like, they are not. And then it kind of just boils in and just kind of fills up the tank and... I think that is what causes us to launch out sometimes and get off. We're like, man, because you're like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Like, why? I wouldn't even say that sort of thing. But how long have you been consuming it and not paying attention? Right. right? And it's in the background been boiling and been throwing more coals on the fire. And pretty soon, just the right time, you explode. And there you go. It's the right. alter ego Jesse known as Messi. And I've never been a fan of him. He's yeah. so angry. Messy, have you met him? But all this seems to tie into like this you know, this kind of dual personality, you know, this you know, you can't mm-hmm. praise God and curse with the same mouth. Um or you can't say both blessings and cursings out of the same mouth. You know, it segues into verse, you know, basically eleven all the way through the end of the uh chapter three there, you know, where it compares you know, a fountain sending out, you know, fresh and bitter water from the same spout, or a fig tree that produces olives, um, or a, and a vine that can produce figs. You know, basically, it's all these contrasts here about, you know, these two things can't coexist. You either are or you are not this thing. I think it's the perfect way to wrap wrap this up. And it takes it a step farther, too, because it's not just talking about words he's talking about um if you know if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart in verse 14 don't be arrogant and so lie against the truth this wisdom is not that which comes down from above but is earthly natural demonic i don't know if your version says something different there but you know these these thoughts these you know these things that we say that don't belong to our are what we should be a, a healthy spiritual um, place, these things are all, you know, we're set up like what, Dame, uh, uh, what Julian was saying about the, you know, watching things that we probably shouldn't be watching. Like this is Satan puts these things out in the world, and it's up to us to choose to consume them. But he you know, he just gives us a ton of options that'll distract us from our relationship with God, and we fall right into the trap, and we let our own desires take over. I want to watch that, so I'll watch that. I won't let it impact me, though, right? Yeah. And then pretty soon, like, that's kind of, like, started to kind of well up in you subliminally, so to speak. And then before you know it, you know, you're not not the, the person that you're supposed to be or that you think that you are and you're wondering who you are. I mean, and that is, that's all coming out of, that's earthly and not, not of God. Thanks for listening to Seeker. Find us at seekerpodcast.com. Check out our website to get more information about the Seeker Project. 
Also check out our blog and some other information we have there as well. Thank you, my friends. Have a good one.